Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. The NHL is back. The regular season starts tonight, and we could not be more excited. I am Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi. The other host of this show is a kidney stone survivor and a longtime Red Wings fan. His name is Ethan Smith. Ethan, what's going on? Happy uh, start of the season. Thank you. I'm very excited. Hockey's back. The Red Wings are back tomorrow. This is great. The Red Wings are back tomorrow. They play the Carolina Hurricanes, which is why that we had uh, Jared Ellis, the host of Locked On Hurricanes, uh, come on the show, do a little get to know the enemy like we did with the Locked On Blackhawks and Locked On Lightning hosts. If you haven't checked those out, quick plug, go do that. They both dropped last week. Uh, before we get to that, though, the Red Wings made their final roster cuts. We told you uh, Evgeny Sveshnikov was placed on waivers on Monday. He did not get picked up, so he's safe. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on that? We we kind of talked about it yesterday, but as we as we talked, I was more and more confident that uh he wasn't going to get picked up. And in hindsight, we talked about Jeff Blaschel's comments, and I think that maybe instead of being sick of Evgeny Sveshnikov, he just was annoyed that he had to work around the fact that he couldn't say, "Look, let's be real, nobody's picking this guy up." Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised the Red Wings didn't pick anybody up? A little bit. I mean, there's a lot of names out there, but yeah. what? Nadelkovich, maybe? I mean, you know, hey, I don't know. We have a lot of prospects. Well, it's just going to take up more space. Uh, final rosters were also announced. Looks like uh, Michael Rasmussen is going to be start the season on the taxi squad. That's my big takeaway. Uh, I think it was Max Boltman who had kind of said that he was out with the final 12 in the last day of training camp. I thought that they, he might be able to play himself into a roster spot and uh, maybe get some time on the power play, but it looks like he'll start the season on the taxi squad. So not necessarily a surprise there, but a little bit of a surprise there. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Franz Nielsen or Valtteri Filippola, for taking that roster spot <laughs> away from a good young man. Uh, roster spot because he was a ninth overall pick. It's fine though. It's fine though. He can be a taxi driver squad guy. And then just the last note we have for you is that Dylan Larkin still not captain. It's fine. It's fine. It's It'll fine. happen. Less than less than forty eight hours till yep. okay, night. It's fine. Yep. All right. At this time, we now welcome on. The Locked On Canes Hurricanes podcast. Jared Ellis. Jared, what's going on? What up? Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you here. I'm glad to be here. And uh, we are going to talk about a little bit of Hurricanes hockey. We got to get to know the enemy. The Red Wings and Hurricanes play each other eight times this year, and they play each other to kick off the season on Thursday. So we'll start there. How excited are you just to get your uh, team back on the ice to watch them and to be able to open the season against the Red Wings? I mean, that's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. I'm, well, question. Can I curse on your show? Yeah, I don't care. 
Fire away. I'm I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it's been so long since we've had hockey. I'm I'm so excited for it. Like I mean, people you know talk junk about the Red Wings. I mean they talk junk about the Hurricanes as well. Uh but we're getting hockey back and it's extremely exciting to watch it. I don't think people are gonna be uh talking smack about the Carolina Hurricanes that that much longer because they emerged as a I mean, two years ago, they had that super fun season, the bunch of jerks and stuff like that. They have that, they ride that great wave into uh, this season. Rod Brendamore kind of galvanizes this group, turns them into what looks to be maybe a contender heading into the playoffs. He talked to me about these last uh, two years and just kind of what it's been like watching this team grow into, uh, uh, frankly, a really good hockey team. I mean, it's absolutely great to be able to watch that i've been a fan since i was a little kid i'm 24 years old um so i've been a fan all of my life um i grew up going to games i grew up watching rod burnmore play um and i was there you know when they won the cup you know in 06 well not there there i was in my living room watching it uh, um big difference but yeah i mean i was still <laughs> like a maniac usually, but, usually you know, was, yeah i, I was nine years old running around the living room like a maniac um but yeah from that high highest of highs you know into like super lows where yeah we didn't you know do anything for like a decade um and then to be back and be consistently good um is great um and they've shown that they're not just a playoff contender now they're ready to make the next step um, and start making a push towards bringing home another Stanley Cup. Okay, so it was a pretty quiet offseason for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, you guys did just pick up Anton Forsberg in, on waivers. Um, it was kind of – I, I kind of thought you guys would address some of m- maybe what I would think of as like the weakest part of your team, which is the goaltending. Um, I know, I know Reimer and Mrazic. How is Peter Mrazic doing, by the way? It's nice to see him still in the NHL. He's, he's pretty consistent with you guys, ain't he? Yeah. Um, what, what do you think is something, is that something that your team's going to address in the future? Or is this, do you think there could potentially be somebody you're looking at, at the trade deadline? Or are you guys? I might have to wait and see how this plays out. I mean, maybe James Reimer can go back to two thousand nine. James Reimer. I, I was really hoping the Hurricanes would have addressed that in the off season because I do agree, um, that is definitely the weakest aspect of the team. Um, it was interesting seeing them pick Forsberg back up because we had him, um, but then you know, we let him go, and then he was picked up by Edmonton, um, and now we picked him back up. But with that, that means more than likely Alex Nedeljkovic is going to get put on waivers, um, who a lot of people were thinking would be the next guy for the Hurricanes. But it's become clear that this new regime doesn't see him like that and, frankly, kind of hasn't proven himself to be at the NHL level. Um, as far as, you know, during the offseason, I thought they were going to make a move because, like you said, both guys are UFAs coming up. Um and with Mrazic, he'd be the one to command a higher salary um, because he's a lot younger and he is the number one guy here with the Hurricanes. Uh, so I figured, okay, if they trade one, they'll 
you know, probably trade Reimer, even though I feel he's the one that they should keep uh, because he was more consistent last year than Peter. Um, but maybe at the trade, trade deadline, they'll do something. I know there had been rumors around Frederick Anderson from the Maple Leafs. Uh, I remember at a brief time um, with the whole Robin Leonard situation um, about the Hurricanes potentially making a move for Marc-Andre Fleury, but that's clearly not going to happen now. Um, so it's honestly just going to be a waiting game and see what they do. So what you're but saying is you're just going to rock it to the wheels fall off. As of right now, probably. <laughs> well, when those wheels do fall off, I have an idea for you. Just go on over to rockauto.com. Folks, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. You want brake parts? They got them. You want tail lamps? They got them. You want motor oil? Even new carpet? They got M. They got carpet? They do have carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Now, Jared, one reason that you want to maintain your cars instead of, you know, just throwing it away, buying a new one is because you can save money and use that money for other important things like mortgage or food. Now, I have a question for you. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership as you would when you go to rockauto.com? Does that sound very smart? No, it doesn't. There you go. Uh, so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And they're, how did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection. They've got reliably low prices and they've got all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. This is Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he is mouthing. All right, just want to take a second to say thank goodness that 2021, or 2020, is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Segment two, Jared, thanks for playing along with that live ad read. Appreciate it. You're a rock star. Um, do you have any more goal, goaltending questions, Ethan, before we move into this decor? Because this is really what it intrigues me the most. No, no, I got nothing. So you the want to D. talk about our D? Yes, uh, precisely. And just how <laughs> uh, large and nicely shaped it is. Um, Thank you. But you did you did lose Joel Edmondson this offseason. How are you feeling about that? Like, is there you, you're confident to the point where you can lose a top four defenseman and, and kind of go into the next season being okay with it? Because I know they had like a lot of young up and comers, but I didn't know if they would start making moves like that so early. I get I know it is a weird cap year, uh, but nonetheless, uh, I guess just how are you feeling about the structure of it heading into this season? Um, I would say with in regards to Edmondson, yeah, I mean, I feel fine with us losing him. It's, it doesn't make it suck any less because he was really well-liked among the fans. Yeah, We all really liked him. Yeah, he was really friendly when you got the chance to speak to him. Um, I think we all kind of knew he probably wouldn't be back, but it, it still sucks. Um, he brought a physicality to the team that they needed, um, and – yeah, at the end of the day, we're hoping he'd come back. So whenever 
we'd win another Stanley Cup, you'd see him rock another crop top like he did in St. Louis. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. I think that's like top five things that I would love to see again, Joel Edmondson in a crop top. I know. He's <laughs> uh, really cool, dude. Um, <laughs> But, but on that top pair, you got Slavin, you got uh, Dougie Hamilton. I think they, I, I think Dougie Hamilton is like the top in the top 10 for Norris favorites heading into next season. And Jacob Slavin, a first time all-star last season. So you got to be feeling pretty good about yeah. the way that's looking. And then you got Brett Pesci on the second line or in the second pairing uh, with what's his name? Brady Shea. Yes. Uh and I mean, that's a really, really strong top four. And that isn't even addressing the fact that they have Jake Gardner and uh, Hayden Flurry in the top six. Top to bottom, I don't know that there's like a lot stronger decors in the, in the league. Yeah, I know. Our defense is arguably our greatest strength. Um, my biggest concern with our defense heading into the season um, is one, can they stay healthy? Um, because that was an issue last year, especially with Hamilton and Pesci both, you know, having season-ending injuries. Uh, Doug was obviously able to come back to the playoffs, but that's one thing for me is can they stay healthy? Um, and then can they stay physical? Um, because that's something that you've seen some people, you know, gripe about the defense for the team. You know, they're not physical enough, and that was something Edmondson brought to us. Um but ultimately, I think, you know, these guys, especially getting Pesci back as well, because he can be really, really tough. Um, I think they're going to be fine, especially when you have a two-time Selkie Award winner, you know, as your head coach, too. I think you're going to be pretty good as on the defensive side of things. I, I, I know I'm not, like, special for this or anything, but I really fell in love with that team, like, towards the end of the season. I think a lot of people did, and Rod Brendamore was a big part of that. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love Coach Brendamore. Um, yeah, he's greatest hurricane. It's of a all very time, SEC so. thing of you to do. Call him Coach Brendamore. Oh, yeah. I mean, we call him Rod the Bod. I mean, because oh. he's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's in his 50s and he's in better shape than probably 95% of the NHL. You, well, you, I just, you started to say coach, and for some reason, I thought you were going to say Coach Saban. I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Ethan, you got a question about the forwards? <laughs> yeah i wanted to just bring up uh yester foss really quick where, um, where where's he where has he been sliding in in your preseason games or the um, squad uh scrimmages um from what i've seen so far um with the lines that have come out of training camp um he's been sliding in on the second line i believe um no, Brendan Moore, he has said, don't look into the lines. You know, they they just are what they are right now. Um, but they've been the same pretty much all throughout training camp. Um, so I imagine he's going to be second line. I believe he's on right wing, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he's able to do um, with the Hurricanes. Um, you know, we picked him up. He was one of the few – uh, moves we made in the off season, um, and we're finally going to be able to see him. You know, see what he can do for the Hurricanes because we obviously didn't have any preseason this year. Uh, where do you rank the Teravinen, Aho, and Sveshnikov line amongst the top lines in the league? 
Um, I definitely say it's one of the top ones up there. Um, I mean, I have to see everybody's top lines, you know, right <laughs> in front of me, you know, because I mean, there's 31 of them. Um, oh, yeah, a lot of, of top lines. Um, but it's definitely up there as one of the top ones. I'd probably say off the top of my head, I'd probably say top 10. Um, For sure. And I would say definitely as time goes on and these guys get more experience under their belts, um, it'll continue to climb up up the ranks um, for sure because all these guys are super, super young. Are they going to keep that first line together with Sveshnikov in the left wing? I've seen some stuff in Niederreiter might look like he kind of might yeah, slot in there. Right, right now it's looking like uh, Nino's going to slot in there, which really nobody's happy about um, from what I've seen. Um, because that SAT line was one of our greatest strengths, and now they're breaking it up. Um, so it's, eh, I, I do think it'll go back to it though, because that line is just so good together. Do you, uh, do you think Sebastian Aho is still one of the most underrated players in the league, or do you think he's broken out of that, or do you think he's still in there? I think he's still in there, but I think he's working his way out of there. I think, honestly, it's kind of like that with a lot of Hurricanes players. Because um, you mentioned earlier Jacob Slavin. Um, he's super underrated. Like, he really doesn't get a lot of recognition, even though he just went to the All-Star game, um, won the accuracy competition, um, and has been one of the Hurricanes' best players over these past few seasons. Um and really, it's been Dougie Hamilton and then, to an extent, Andre Svechnikov getting all the attention. But I do think, you know, some of these guys are, as time goes on, they're going to get more recognition. Same with uh, Tara because he's super, super underrated as well. Were you, you disappointed? Were you disappointed not to, that Carolina didn't pick up Evgeny Svechnikov on waivers yesterday to play with? Oh, yeah. Him? I was going to ask. Oh. We were praying for it. We were fine with it. <laughs> I mean, it was something I was on the fence with. Like, it'd be cool, and it wouldn't be something out of the question for the Hurricanes to do because, you know, years ago, you know, they had Eric Stahl, Jordan Stahl, and uh, Jared Stahl all on the same team. And then <laughs> – Oh, we like, had, had Jared Stahl questions. Um, yeah, that, that, was, that was a marketing <laughs> move. That's what that was. Um, and then, of course, you know, they had – all three of those guys, and then Mark Stahl being with the Rangers, who you guys have now. Um, that was a marketing move there. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Hurricanes looked into it, um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, there's really no room for Evgeny. Yeah, I think a lot of NHL teams feel the same. Actually, they they clearly do, all 30 of them. Probably some uh, on your injured reserve for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Maybe we can just like send Evgeny Sveshnikov or Andre Sveshnikov a stick, and then he can like put his powers into it, like in Space Jam, and send it back. And maybe, maybe that'll help Evgeny out. I've been trying to formulate some some plots to like steal his talent and give it to his brother. <laughs> I do feel um, if the Hurricanes would have picked him up, um, and they had him play with Andre, that could maybe bring up his game a little bit, not to Andre's level by any means but he's playing with his brother you know yeah. that may get a little something out of him are you worried about the uh 
the depth at all because like past line two, like you have good players, but nobody that really, I mean, is going to really make you stand out. Like the depth isn't anything that's going to, uh, you know, push you, get you over the hump. It's, it's more something that will kind of keep you in the middle of the pack. If that's what ends up happening. Is that something that's a concern of yours at all? Um, not really. Um, I mean, it's obviously a little bit of a concern, but not really um, because, you know, all of these guys, they've proven that they they can step up when they're needed. Um, so I'm not overly worried. Um, I am glad that Rindemore decided to move Jordan Stahl down to the third line, you know, as opposed to having on the second line like he did for most of the season last year. That's not, you know, saying that Jordan Stahl is bad. He's not but he's old and he's not the player he once was and he's a lot slower now. Um, so moving him down and giving that uh, second line center to Vincent Trocek, um, I do like that move and he'll bring a physicality um, to that uh, third line, which also has Warren Fogel on it, who's shown that he can step up when need be as well as Martin Natchez. You know, he's been really really good for the hurricanes fourth line um you have ryan dezingle there um he had a down year last year for sure um but ultimately i think he'll probably have a bounce back year um you have jordan martinuk on that line as well um he's really physical player down there on the fourth line um and then you have brock mcginn as well yeah who like to uh, fuck i forgot how to talk there for a second who uh, stole Capitals fans' hopes and dreams in the playoffs a couple years ago. Uh, but, you know, he's shown that he can really step up and produce for the Hurricanes as well. All right. Well, I want to get your thoughts on the rest of the division in just a second. But first, I got to talk to the listeners about betonline.ag. Folks, if you're going to be placing, uh, placing some money on hockey games this year, I got to say, there's only one place that we trust. There's only one place that has you covered. It's betonline.ag. Dot AG. Now, Jared, who is your pick to uh, win the Stanley Cup this year? And have you put some money down on it? I have not put any money down. And I'm not 100% on who I want to or who I'm going to pick to win the Stanley Cup. But I know Bet Online has some uh, great odds there you know, for us to look at. They really do. They have great odds on uh, just on a day-to-day basis. If you want to, you know, bet on any of the games tonight, the NHL season starts today. I kind of forgot about that. The season starts today. Red Wings don't play till tomorrow, but the season starts today. You could be betting, gambling on hockey, living and dying with every bounce of the puck in the final minute tonight. That's so sick. Uh, and you got to go to betonline.ag to do it. You've got NFL games, uh, NFL playoffs are in full swing. Basketball's going before we know it. It's going to be March Madness. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus. When you sign up with your first deposit at bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, back here for segment three. We're here with Jared Ellis from the Lockdown Hurricanes podcast, getting to know the enemy just a little bit. Now, Jared, the uh, Central Division, the, or the new Central Division, I guess we could say, the, what is the, what, what's our sponsor again? It's not Honda. 
Is it a bank? I think it's a bank, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, the bank division. How are you feeling about the rest of the division? I guess your place in it, because I got them firmly in that number two spot. But I was reading something earlier that some people don't necessarily think that. Um, I definitely feel the Hurricanes will finish near the top of it. Um, I think as far as the top spot right mm-hmm. now, it's probably safe bet would be Tampa um, yeah. to keep all of that top spot. Um, I did feel when it was announced that, who was it, Victor Hedman or Nikita Kucherov? One of them uh, is going to be out for the season um, because oh, of Kucherov, surgery. Yeah. yeah, Kucherov, okay. Um, I saw uh, Hedman's name on Twitter earlier, so I was thinking of him too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with him being out, that'll open the door a little bit for someone else to step in. Um, but I think they're still probably going to be there. Um, I think the Hurricanes definitely have what it takes to be competitive um, in the division. Um, with Dallas, um, I was thinking they would be you know two, three, kind of flip them in and out with the Hurricanes. But with them having so many people out with COVID right now, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really going to hurt them to the start of their season. Um, so we'll see how they'll recover. Um, Nashville, I think it's kind of a middle of the pack type thing. Um, it could be good, could be bad. Um, the one I'm not really sure on same with Columbus. Um, I think they could be a dark horse in the division. Um, Detroit. Um, I don't have, what, high what about them? What about, I don't Jared? have, I don't have high hopes. <laughs> um, now the new way. Who else? Hey, you're, you're at the right you know, podcast. Uh, Chicago. Is that the only- oh Chicago. Chicago and Florida? Okay, Chicago and Florida. Uh, Chicago is another one. Really don't have high hopes. Um, I think they're uh, second to last. Um, I think they're going to be no worse offense. than the Red Wings this year, and everybody's going to be shocked. And it's it's not going to make any sense because they really like they're they're they are not good. They are not good anywhere except for the yeah. top line of DeBrinket, Kane, and Strom. I for me that was having Patrick Kane and having those talented guys, I'm like, okay, they can score a few goals and win them a couple games. Um, and with Florida, um, they're one, I want them to be good. I just don't know if they will be because they have talent there. It's honestly, if Bobrovsky can play, <laughs> if he can play halfway decent, I think the Panthers will be decent. Um, but if he's crap again, then I think the team is just going to be crap. I agree. They kind of live and die with him. Yeah, I agree. If he's good, they're going to be good. If he's bad, they're going to be bad. Just throw uh, Dominic Kubelik as well on that uh, Chicago Blackhawks capable of scoring list. So a whopping four. Uh, all right, man. Well, I think that those are all the questions we have for you. Do you got anything else, Ethan? That's about it. What, what are you most looking forward to? What are your expectations heading into this season? And, and give us your best prediction as to how far the Carolina Hurricanes will go uh, when it's all said and done. Um, also, I do think they're going to finish in probably the top three in the division. Um, I'm not 100 sure, 100% sure on where exactly, but I do think they'll have a top three finish in the division. Um, as far as playoff wise, um, I do feel 
uh, they're capable of making a run if their goaltending um, can be solid. Um, if their goaltending isn't solid, I think you'll see a repeat of last postseason. Yeah. Um, where in the second round against the uh, Boston Bruins, um, their goaltending was clearly their weakest point yeah. um, when they got put against tougher competition. But if their goaltending is good like it was a couple seasons ago um, when they went to the conference final, then I think they can definitely make a run. I think we're talking about the Florida kind of team lives and uh, lives and dies with the goaltending. I think it's kind of the same with the Hurricanes. Um, To an extent, they definitely have the talent to win them games out on the ice. Um, But ultimately, I think it will come down to goaltending for them if they're going to make a big run or not. Well, I got to say, Jared, I am uh, rooting for them. I think they might be my new Eastern Conference team, like outside of the Red Wings. And the good news is you get to play the Red Wings eight times this year. So congratulations. You're eight now. You're heading into the season eight now. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm really excited for the season. Uh, Yeah, I got a new AHA jersey for Christmas. so I'm excited to break that out on Thursday. Nice. Um, One thing that's cool is I also you talked about basketball a second ago um with the bet online stuff i got a charlotte hornets shirt uh for christmas and every time i've worn it they won and now they're over 500 for the first time in two years um so i'm hoping the same luck will go over to the jersey i was gonna say you gotta you gotta wear that thing all the way to the stanley cup final yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> all right man where can people find you on twitter where can people find your podcast well, on Twitter, they can find me personally at Jared Ellis underscore 96. They can find the podcast at LO underscore Hurricanes on Twitter. They can also find it on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes podcast. All right, go follow him. He's going to be a good follow as the season gets going and the Red Wings are playing the Hurricanes frequently. Jared, thank you so much for your time, man. This was a lot of fun, and I'm sure we'll have you back on sometime this season to uh, talk about some Hurricanes wins. Oh, yeah, for sure. Follow me on Twitter. I post memes. (laughs) (laughs) You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.